0: I'm ready when you are. You can feel the country's on a knife edge. It's only, what, 30 minutes late starting? Let's do this!
1: (laughs) It's a joke, obviously.
0: You're in retreat. We're not rioting yet.
1: I don't like that question. You're just saying shit. and You don't even know what you're talking about. But
0: spider goat sounds way cooler than manta rays, doesn't it? And I was like,
1: well, here's my two cents. You need a lot of stuff.
0: That's how we should describe the podcast. If they even went out and recruited one more person we'd have double the number of people listening. Well then,
1: let's start the show. <laughs> ah, oh, delicious bourbon and a brand new episode of the podcast. Oh, how could it get any better than this, Brad? How are you doing, my friend?
0: Well, I'm not so bad. I'm, I'm not on the bourbon. I am on the uh, Buckham Ale, the uh, finest ale known to man. So if anyone from Buckham is listening... Uh, feel free to send a case of it my way because I'm a big, big fan.
1: Yeah, all right. Well, I'll have to try
0: that one next time I come to visit. Well, please do, yeah. Well, let, We can go on a little tour. It's not that far from where, uh, well, I was going to say where home is, or where my dad is based, my family is based.
1: Oh, to, I thought yeah, you were just going to, like, visit. give out your home address on the internet. <laughs> and then we. Were yeah, gonna... what's wrong with that? That's fine, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, do it. Go for it. Yeah, I'm at number two. No, yeah. number. <laughs> that's when we just hear the big like <laughs> post. I'll go back in post and save you the trouble of getting all those, uh, you know, unsavory pictures sent to your your. Uh,
0: well, no, that that's exactly why I'd be giving out my address. I want those unsavory pictures. <laughs> Send them in, lis- listeners. You know, feel free to use Instagram for the clean stuff, but you know, yeah, yeah, you've yeah, got, yeah. You, you can DM me all the dirty stuff. That is <laughs> never a problem. All the off label. All the off-label yeah. stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, the under-the-counter, I like to call it. <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right. Well, now that we've brought the bar sufficiently low, <laughs> uh, you know, let's, as I said uh, last time, let's do what we do moderately well. And let's get into some science stories. Woohoo! hoo All right. Um, I'm starting us off tonight. So... Uh, what do we have up first? We have a study that will help you improve your likability and approachability. Something Ooh, I know you might got need. Got my attention.
0: Yeah. Oh, harsh. Yeah, but, uh, fair, but fair. But <laughs> fair. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Fair play. Fair play.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this was done by a, a group in Japan, um, who are very known who are known for being very approachable and likable, the Japanese. Uh, And they wanted to show, well, what they did show was that uh, the simple act of nodding, so the simple head movement, gesture of nodding, increased likability and approachability. Uh, Which I guess this was the first time that anybody's looked into this. It kind of seemed like an obvious to me. Uh, you know, nodding is a pretty well-known uh, gesture around the world. Well, um, I'm,
0: I'm now just thinking of one of those nodding dogs you see in the back of cars. It's just like I, when I see that in the back of the car, I don't think, oh, that guy driving that car is like, well, I think, what a twat. But, you know, yeah.
1: <laughs> cute cute nodding dog. Well, this is this is one of the limitations of the study, uh, is that they, they used computer-generated uh, figures to do the nodding, so they sat people, women and men in front of a, a computer and they showed them a video clip of this computer generated, uh, face doing a nodding gesture, a head shaking gesture, or just being motionless. So they didn't test dogs is what I'm saying. So maybe it's, right. it's different for nodding dogs, but then they, <laughs> they got the, uh, and they do, they do acknowledge this as a limitation of the study is that, yeah, we use computer generated female faces. And so you can't really generalize across a whole uh, spectrum. So all because, the men
0: are ticking the box, going, "Well, she's consenting, so I'm in here." Yeah,
1: I'll try exactly. and buy her a drink, see where this goes. Yeah, exactly. Although the the uh, the results were the same for women and men, so it didn't matter. Just, women also waited.
0: Why did they use computer images? Surely there's enough human beings out there that they could just say, "Do you mind if we film you for thirty seconds, nodding, shaking?"
1: Yeah, I don't know, nothing. because they, like I said, they even said that, that it's like, this is a limitation is that we would have to do this study with like different faces of different races, you know, of different backgrounds, you know, like to, to see if it like holds true, both mm. for the face doing the nodding and the people rating the agreeableness of it. Uh, I assume they use computer generated images because that's what most Japanese people fall in love with these days is <laughs> anime figures. So controversial statement there, Flash. Hey, man. Uh, as a side note, I saw a documentary about it. <laughs> there okay, was well, a, uh, what, what
0: you call a documentary. Some people we'll call <laughs> pornography. So you maybe want to tread a little bit carefully. Uh, yeah. here. I think it's an I think it's an interesting uh, side part yeah, of this story. the story. Yeah, the the plumber came to fix the pipes, but at the end of the story, he hadn't the pipes at all.
1: Yeah, that's maybe that's North American pornography. You obviously <laughs> haven't seen Japanese pornography. Obviously um, not. But uh, anyway, no, there is a program. like It's like a video game. So this guy that developed all these video games, these really popular video games in Japan, like uh, role playing games and these RPGs, all this kind of stuff. He developed the same this thing, isn't it? Nah, nah, totally different. I'll explain. I'll DM <laughs> you. I'll DM you, <laughs> I'll DM <laughs> you the difference. Yeah. Um, no, he, he, it's this game that you interact with and it's like a girlfriend, you know? And there's a number of, there's a large number of gentlemen in Japan that they have this, they download this game, right? And it's, they walk around with it. They like, it's, it's an open thing. Whereas in like more Western cultures, you wouldn't like openly tell people that you're dating a video game. But they, it is the subject of the documentary was a number of these men that were like, they considered this their relationship. They considered this their girlfriend, even though they fully know that it's, it's a computer program and it's, it's like just designed to be like to interact to what you say to it. So it'll be like, he, he, do you want to go to the park? And they go to the park and then it's so a little it's bit super blade esque Yeah. Except that it's on your like your on small your- Nintendo DS. Like it's not even like a, like a sex robot. Like it's like just a screen. With an um, anime would, figure on it. brings a know? whole new
0: connotation to the Nintendo Wii right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Nintendo right. Golden Shower. No, thank you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, going back, going back to this study. So, that's so, why they
1: use computer-generated images. Because people in Japan are used to liking them. Okay. And that's okay. totally my, you know, that wasn't in the study. That's Brad's. Much, that's Flash's yeah. interpretation. Okay. Yeah. So...
0: Okay, so going back to the study. So I, I've not been to Japan, but I, I know colleagues and friends that that have. And obviously, the the culture there is somewhat different to the Westernized culture. Yeah. Um. So a lot of them will say it's a it's a yes. A lot of my colleagues say it's a yes culture. You'll you'll be having a meeting with somebody, and you know the the people on the other side of the table from Japan will be yes yes and and nodding and saying yes and agreeing, and then you come out of that meeting and two weeks later nothing's happened because actually they were saying yes because they just wanted to be polite to your face yeah but then two weeks later they're like well actually no we're not doing that we're doing something <laughs> t- totally different so but so I, I what i would like to see is extrapolating that out into a different culture because i just wonder if there is a, a cultural link i wonder if the the results would hold if they did yeah. it to a european base or an american base or something
1: yeah. Or if you get like some surly Irish guy that's just like, why well, you keep nodding at me? Well, <laughs> <laughs> the scream just gets punched. Yeah. Yeah, the exactly. Next, right? yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or maybe, I don't know. You would think then like you could, you could have the opposite effect. If the Japanese people are known for just like nodding, you know, and not meaning it, maybe you would expect that. They wouldn't, you know, the same thing would be with the computer thing. They would be like, ah, "I don't trust that." He's just nodding because that's what you're supposed to do, you know?
0: Right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Maybe that's maybe that's another reason why you do it is computer because then it's like a there's no, there is no connotation to it, right? You know, there is no thought that it's an actual person with feelings or whatever. But I don't know, yeah, yeah It's kind of it is kind of interesting. Just kind of grabbed my my attention no, not, for that well, yeah, um, but it seems
0: silly. Obviously, through the media of, of podcasts, those people that don't know me and haven't met me won't be that way, but I'm, you know, I don't, I don't, some people call people like me annoying twats, but I, when I talk, I'm quite, you know, my hands move and I'm quite,
1: Yeah. Ah, yeah. you know, yeah.
0: moving along. Your brother is certainly one of these people as well, based on my uh, limited interaction with him and his Velociraptor impression. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if that's an element because I just found myself then when you were saying, talking about it, I, I I was constantly it's like, oh hold on, I'm I'm nodding and I wasn't, yeah, wasn't doing anything else. So I, yeah, I wonder if is that something that's taught or is that something? Hmm. Well, I mean, maybe it's maybe
1: obviously you, taught. It's obviously a part of culture. I mean, it's 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 a universal. Well, not universal. I mean, in some places, it's it's the opposite, right? Like when you shake your head, that means yes, and nodding means no, uh, but for you know cultures that have nodding as an affirmative as a positive gesture i mean it just makes sense that people would find that more yeah disarming likable approachable because you're that's what the gesture means so it's like it's kind of a silly little study for to me because it is kind of obvious right like the headline grab me it's like nodding increases likability and approachability so i so i read it and it's like you think about it it's like well yeah of course it does you know but it's not like you're if you're sitting there being like get away from me, and you're shaking your head. It's like, well, it turns out people don't like to be around that. It's like, well, no <laughs> shit, you know? But maybe but, it's just the uh, Japanese yeah, people that. confirming what they already knew. They're like, if you want to tr- trick silly Westerners that you're doing business with, just keep nodding.
0: <laughs> but then that's some of the – that's – I'll say some of the joy of science, isn't it? Of, as you said, to me it seems fairly obvious, but until you you've done a study and it's been peer-reviewed right. or whatever – well you, that you know that doesn't hold water yeah i will yeah. say
1: though the the one benefit that you could see because and it so they you know in the little excerpt that I, I read about this study they said you know that it's uh the the usefulness of this type of research is helping to provide guidelines for hospitality and manners and things like this you know so like you were saying like in business situations or whatever right. or at hotel employees or something like this but it was also for uh, designing avatars and robots humanoid robots right like you want them to be and again trust the japanese forefront of uh, (laughs) avatars and humanoid robots but uh, you want to confirm i guess that the similar patterns will be agreeable even on you know a computer face or some kind of weird sex bot face that you're looking for consent from
0: I'm I'm just going to hold back here and let you dig your own grave in this one, Flash. <laughs> as soon as you mentioned the word, your own sex part, I was like, I've done all I can do here. You're on your own. <laughs> well,
1: I'm just saying, hey, man. wave of the future, dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Says the man that's just got married. You maybe want to tell your wife about this, Flash.
1: Well, not for me. I'm just saying. Oh, she's a
0: friend.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could think of a number of friends that might be interested. Yeah, I bet you could. Yeah, well,
0: yeah, it's yeah. I th- I think it is an interesting what not the sex spot I'm talking about the the nodding there. But I would I would like to come back and see if there is there is a you know geographically is there a difference. I think that for me would be the big one. But yeah, yeah, interesting. I'm gonna be very. You've made me very self conscious now. I'm gonna be very conscious of the fact that I'm gonna be like a nodding dog from here on in. But.
1: Yeah, well, you know, and then you could take it the opposite way too. If you don't want to be, you know, if you, if you don't want to be bothered on the, on the train or whatever, and someone's talking to you, <laughs> trying to strike up a conversation, just start shaking your head and just. Oh, no. And, I, oh, yeah. Cause wait, wait, let me look at the numbers. I had the numbers here. What was, what was, so the people is- found people, well, hang on. People found the nodders to be liked 30% more than head shakers. And 40% more than remaining motionless. So if you don't want to be bothered, remain motionless. Someone's talking to you, just don't move at all. Preferably don't even blink. Just stare dead-eyed, so, unblinking so, into the Well, I, I was
0: going to say, that's exactly what I do if I'm on a
1: train and there's a seat next to
0: me and I want to keep it to myself. Somebody looks, excuse me, is this seat taken? I tend not to answer. So I just stare at them really coldly. <laughs> If you want to throw a little bit of movement in, just stroke your thighs a little bit. And, yeah. then you, and just while staring at them in a cold stare, you tend to find they move on quite quickly. On the <laughs> odd occasion that they do sit there, I would suggest to any listener that tries the technique, if you try my technique of dead cold stare and slight rubbing of the thighs especially, if they do sit there, I would suggest you pick your shit up and run away as quickly as you can because they're probably more psychotic than the <laughs> impression that you're trying to do. So, yeah. you know. Try it, but there's the safety tip just
1: in case. All right. Well, there we go. We've learned a number of we've learned a number of the things just uh, bantering yeah. off this little study that, here. So that's
0: that's that, that's that's my way of you know if I was to write a book on help, that would be in it.
1: Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, because our next story is is, is about books. Uh, specifically self-help books. I was oh, going to well, take the segue in a different way, but, you know, you jump the gun as per usual there, so whatever. Well, we'll I, just I thought uh, I
0: hit that one out the park. I thought I have literally put this on the tee, I've given the bat, I've cleared the fielders out of the way, and I've told him to take a free swing. Are those
1: cricket metaphors?
0: Or? Well, it was more of a, I guess, a softball type metaphor, but I'm nodding <laughs> now, so you should find me 30% more likable.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna rate it at like a twenty, because my segue I thought was much better. But we'll never well, know. No, now.
0: no, well, no. Well, no. Give me your segue. Go on. Uh,
1: uh-uh, uh. Uh-uh. We're moving on. Oh, people are stressed. So. People on the train. Well, may yeah, because we don't know what your stressed. segue was now. People Listeners be, right there
0: the... slitting their wrists, wanting to. know, <laughs> What was Flash's segue? If it was better than Brad's, it must have been amazing. But now you're not sharing it, so literally people are out there feeling depressed and suicidal now. But I'm nodding while I say all this. So it's okay.
1: It's slightly okay. okay. Uh, but for the people that are stressed right now, relax because there is a self-help book that has been proven to be almost as good as going to a therapist or just as good as going to a therapist at reducing your stress levels, uh, and coping with, you know, the hectic modern age that we live in. So it's a big problem, I guess. I don't know. I don't really work in an office place or anything like that. So, you know, stress levels apparently in these kind of situations can get pretty high. There's a high level of burnout and and it costs businesses a lot of money. And sometimes these people that are feeling these effects don't seek treatment for it because there's, I don't know, financial barriers to going to see a therapist or even, you know, the, uh, what do you call it, a social stigma of going to a therapist. I was going to say, yeah, a lot of people see it as a sign of weakness, I think, maybe. Exactly, exactly. So they don't go. So uh, what they did in this study was they tested this book. I don't know what the book, I don't they even know what the book, book is called. Answer me yeah. book, answer me. It's multiple yeah. choices, yeah. not
0: answer one.
1: Yeah. They tested whether this self-help book would help alleviate stress and whatnot in these in these stressed out people the selection of stressed out people were there any pictures in this book by any chance i do not know i don't have a copy of the book i don't even have the title of the book but the book was about acceptance and commitment therapy so i don't know maybe they're not releasing the book because it's like the guru be all end all book and if they gave it to the whole world we would all be happy and love each other and no well, okay. profit on the making of weapons anymore, and the so, Illuminati okay. would be out of a, you know, job from controlling yeah, us all through fine. fear and manipulations in the mass media. They, they,
0: they keep me happy by pumping all the uh, Prozac into the chemtrails that these planes pump out. That's, fine. that's so, right. That's right. Hold on. So they've not. Pu- so hold on. So my first question is: Well, surely, well, this could just be a pornographic magazine because that would brighten my mood and give me somewhat pleasure. And then, secondly, they're not giving the title of this book away. So who?
1: Uh, well, let me look at it. Let me let me look it up and see. Is this actually uh, yeah. published in a peer reviewed paper, or is it just it some is. book
0: reviewer out there going, Oh, well, this book would definitely change your
1: life? I'm not going to tell you which book, but this book no, would definitely it's, change your life. it's published Self Help for Stress and Burnout Without Therapist Contact an, an online randomized controlled trial in the Journal of Work and Stress. So, uh, okay. I'm going to. Brush past the fact that you keep bringing it back to pornography. Uh, we'll leave that for your therapist. Well, just don't brush uh, past me at the same time. <laughs> but so the, the book is about acceptance and commitment therapy. Whoa, you're
0: scaring me now, Flash. I'm a man. Yeah, I don't yeah, like it. Yeah, of
1: course. Of See course. See what I've done there. You're hilarious. Um, and so I guess it's this, this theory is about it, it, it says that, uh, stress and burnout and all these, these things, are related to or associated with emotional rigidity so if you're more you know acceptant uh, of situations around you you'll have more inner flexibility in the emotions that you use when dealing with these stressful situations Uh, and then mindfulness and acceptance facilitate these flexible interactions with your difficult thoughts and emotions so what they did is they had like two groups of Stressed out people who reported moderate to severe stress in the workplace. And um, they randomly f- put them into two groups. Uh, they gave the book to one group immediately and then made the other group wait, like, I don't know, what, whatever it was, a couple of <laughs> weeks for the book. And then that's how they tested who, you know, what did the book help or not? Because right. they, they looked at the people who had the book first and measured their levels of stress reduction and all this as opposed to the people that were waiting for the book. Although maybe the people that were waiting for the book were just anxious because they were just like, what's this book I've heard about? Yeah. Why do I have the book? What yeah. have I done wrong? Yeah. Uh, but apparently, uh, the book worked really well. People showed marked improvement in uh, in their symptoms of burnout, stress, uh, well-being, and depression. Uh, then the wait people, and three months later, they still reported the the benefits. So they then took those results, like the statistical results that they found in their study and did a meta analysis. So they looked at all the other studies uh, on wellness and, and whatnot that were comparable to theirs, but that used a therapist and not a book. Uh, and they sh- they found that their measures of improvement were along the same lines as measures of improvement in the studies where a therapist was used and right. not a book. So basically, watch out therapists. Because they've hacked it in this well, book. Did they, the secret is gonna, you know, make all your dreams come true. Because you so, weak-minded fools out there just need to realize that if you just accept the shit that's coming to you, I would say just watch The Big Lebowski. Just well, be just be the dude. Well, so I, I I love the way at the start of this segment
0: we've talked about you know how it's you know seen as maybe a social prior and socially unacceptable to admit weakness. And you in no way have just built that up into, (laughs) you weaklings, just toughen up, you pussies. But anyway, so one question I would have is, did the researchers do any sort of test, I wonder, to prove if people actually read the book and actually were doing things actively from the book to improve it? Or is is there any sort of placebo effect of, here's a book that's going to change your life. And people went, oh, Hmm. thanks, a book. And then they put it on
1: the shelf and they look at it. I wonder, actually. That would be Uh, an interesting one for me. I didn't see it in the. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm assuming they must have. Well, yeah, yeah, I would assume but... they would.
0: But I just, I just wonder if there is an, you know, is there a placebo effect of here? Have a book, you'll feel better. Oh, a book, yeah, thanks so much. Maybe as the person gave them the book, this will make you feel better. They nodded slightly.
1: Yeah. This will make you feel better, and they went.
0: Oh, I feel better. I feel about thirty percent better already. This It this could is amazing.
1: be. Could be. Could be. I'm just quickly scanning the article here and. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about it, but I don't know. Okay, maybe yeah. this maybe this book is it. But I'll I'll go through the uh, through the paper, the actual paper, and uh, see what I can find, and maybe find the title of it too, and tweet it out or something too. So yeah, that would be good. If any of follow. our listeners are feeling stressed, I mean, I would think that this show would help, you know, alleviate yeah. the stress. You get to hang out with us and relax, and you know, yeah. we're not emotionally rigid at all. And no and whatever I, comes and I, would, it I would let go, say, man.
0: Yeah, I would say the show will either kill or cure you, uh, <laughs> potentially. Uh, I, w- I, was, I actually was going to say maybe, you know, pour yourself a buck of mail or a bourbon like Flash. <laughs> and then I thought actually the last couple of people that I spoke to that are listeners tend to listen to our show while driving. So like, in that case, probably don't pour yourself a pint of beer or a bourbon while driving because, you know. I won't say anything if you don't. <laughs> Well, I won't say anything because I'd be smashed over the inside of a car yeah. <laughs> as I drove in somebody drunk. But yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I don't know. There you go. Self help books. Yeah, you know, I am definitely one of those people that have always kind of scoffed at the self help book. Um, I'm coming around though and realizing that I, you know, maybe my opinion was a bit rigid on that, and that different things work for different people. So there you go.
0: Well, yeah. Okay. Well, in, well.
1: And of course, there is no, we don't have to say it, it's all jokes. There is nothing wrong with seeking help, especially for, uh, you know, emotional problems. And no, uh, if you need not. to, DM Brad, get some things off your chest.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's a such an obvious joke there that I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> you shouldn't. Uh, I won't, don't worry. Uh Okay, well, somebody that has taken on board the well, I can help myself and I can do this all by myself and see my answers. Is um, some that I'd like to mention is the Rocket Man. Rocket uh, Man. R- well, I, yeah. If we, if we had the money and the licensing, I'd love to play a little with Elton John in the background as I yeah. did this uh, topic, but we we don't and I won't, so we won't. <laughs> um, but the Rocket Man, Mad Mad Mike Hughes, is he's otherwise known. Uh, Mad isn't his actual name. That's just what the media have badged him.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Sixty-one. He is from California. He's you getting limousine- this off
1: his Tinder profile or
0: <laughs> swipe right every yeah. time? Yeah. Uh, he's a limousine driver um, turned. Well, I'm going to say turned scientist, but his his quote is that um, he doesn't believe in science. He thinks uh, science is more science fiction than science. Uh, which is interesting. So, anyway, what is Man Mike going to do? He doesn't believe in science. <coughs> excuse me, but he has created using not science, just formula, just formula, uh, because you know maths is not a science, obviously. Um, he has created a steam-powered rocket. Steam-powered. See, I heard about
1: this guy. I did not know his rocket was steam-powered.
0: Steam-powered. Yeah, he's made it from scrap uh, that he's found lying around. Uh, and his plan is to fly over the uh, the ghost town, as it's called, of Amboy. It's called a ghost town because it has a population of four people. Mm-hmm. Um, and his plan was this week he was going to launch, launch his homemade steam-powered rocket, of which he will be inside, mm-hmm. if I didn't mention that from his homemade launch pad, which is a motorhome. <laughs> um it costs around about $20,000. Uh, this cost him. The plan That's is that he'll, it. he'll travel at around 500 miles per hour for about one mile and then two parachutes will deploy uh, and he will land safely. Let's hope so. Uh, he'll reach a height of around about 1,800 feet. Um, you'll be able to watch it on pay-per-view on the internet. <laughs> um, if you want to watch a guy die. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You, you can pay for that privilege. Um the main he has he's paid for a lot of this himself, but he also has a sponsor. His sponsor is um, Research Flat Earth, um, because the goal his goal is to prove that the Earth is actually
1: flat. Uh, so he's going to prove that when he comes crashing down into it to his death. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just just before he just before he
0: smashes into the ground, yeah. uh, he'll yell, "It was flat!" Bang. Yeah. And will go, and they'll go oh, "See, we told you." And then that'll be it. we be done.
1: Uh, Debate yeah. over.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Uh, yeah, he'll be sunny side up. So, yeah, he was meant to launch uh, this week. Um, it got delayed because although he had the permission of the guy that owns the town of Amboy, um, some US governmental department saw the media hype around this and basically it said he doesn't have certain permissions. So um, the last I saw he was hoping to launch uh, this weekend coming. Um, once all those permissions are in place, so
1: those pesky feds.
0: Yeah. So who knows? On the next episode, we might be able to confirm that actually the Earth is flat and it's all been a big hoax, or we might be able to report that Mad Mike Hughes uh, was killed and cremated in, <laughs> in his in own one s- fell swoop. <laughs> yeah, in his steam-powered rocket. So. Um,
1: and is the recipient of the Darwin Award. Yeah. Well, so yeah. that would be that would be this coming weekend would be December. F- First and second, so just those, in time just in yeah. time for Christmas so those listening so so do we know what he, what launching himself in this rocket like what sort of evidence that's gonna gather like what how is this gonna prove that the earth is flat <laughs> do we know what his plan there is or is he just I'm going up there and you'll all see um I presume
0: once he's up there he's gonna be able to say. Oh, yeah, it's definitely... I can see the edge of the earth.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
0: know, who knows? But, I mean,
1: um, you couldn't just go in a plane. You know, you couldn't just buy a ticket. I'm sure ticket prices in California aren't $20,000, even if you request a window seat. <laughs> it just, it's just. So this makes me think, too. I mean, like, it's so stupid. Uh, is the guy just doing it for publicity you know like is it, well, is it one of these things you know like it's that, gotta be
0: because that that is very good that you said that i don't know if you've read the whole article but i have not
1: to be honest <laughs> i haven't read anything about this guy because i find it so asinine and kind of frustrating i mean it's i i go through all the instagram about conspiracy theories and flat earth and i laugh and i, I do enjoy it but it just bothers me it still bothers me to a to a certain extent that this fucking shit is getting talked about you know but yeah
0: so so the reason i say so when i was looking up so i saw saw the word steam powered it's like well hold on i want to know about this i couldn't find any details other than them saying in the news it's steam powered i couldn't find any details about yeah that is more interesting to me is like how he built the rocket that's what i that's what i want to know um but actually then in one of the in the earlier articles where he talked about he's going to design it he also mentions that um, he will be announcing his intention to run for governor of California. So it's funny you should say about publicity, because it's like, mm, yeah, we've got this guy that's built. Oh, he's built his own rocket. Wow. Yeah, all- yeah, oh, now yeah. He's going to run for governor. But um, If he runs the state like he built that rocket, he'll be super good <laughs> Yeah. And uh, and actually, while, while you and I, we, we spoke about this just before we came on air, but then my phone has just beeped to say... Um, it was an intercontinental ballistic missile that has just been fired by north korea tonight so hopefully we can get this episode out before we all die in a nuclear holocaust but um
1: yeah well i i yeah i'd rather be talking about harmless well only harmful to one man rockets <laughs> than you know harmful to the whole world or thousands of people rockets so yeah i don't know but i guess we can yeah Let's just hope that those North Korean rockets still love water as much as the last ones. Uh, yeah, by all accounts, it has landed
0: in the uh, the Sea of Japan or just off the coast of uh, Japan. But it was a intercontinental. But don't worry. Uh, President Donald Trump has said we will take care of it when he was questioned about the missile launch uh, just a few minutes ago. So uh, I don't know about you, ladies and gents, but I will be hiding under my table as soon as we finish this podcast. Well, uh, it's, in the old duck and cover scenario, because this this sturdy half inch thick wooden table will save my life. I can tell yeah. you that now.
1: It's good to know that America's got their best men on all the on all the problems. You know, the North <laughs> Korean problem and the flat Earth conspiracy. You know, it's so it's good to know that America's taking care of us. Uh, well, it, it, this week I think Mad Mike Hughes will be made head of NASA. So uh... <laughs> he just might. He just might. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I don't know. Crazy. America. Oh, America. Where did you, what happened?
0: Well, I think it's living in close proximity to you crazy Canadians. I think that's what finally just pushed them over the edge.
1: Hey man, the only thing we launch into the air is snowmobiles. (laughs) And that's just because it's a wicked good time, you know? It it does look good. I've seen some of the videos. It does look good fun. You just got to send it. Just
0: send it uh well so yeah so mad mike hughes um yeah could could well be this time next week a hero uh conversely could be flatter than a a pancake uh and as you rightly said maybe (laughs) yeah in in the flat maybe you'll maybe you'll hit the earth so hard he'll make it flat yeah
1: um
0: but yeah potentially you know when i saw this i thought surely He's up for a recipient of the Darwin Awards, which I've not, I've not seen who the contenders are for this year. but um.
1: Yeah, it's, it's possible. And before we jump off of this, I just got to say that it is, you know, like this guy is a win-win for him, really, as long as he doesn't die. Because he has no, there's no, there's nothing to test. He's just going to go up there and say something. You know, he's going to go up and be like, oh, I saw the edge of the earth. And everyone that's been in a plane has since saw the edge of the earth. So it's still just the same. Well, I saw this versus I like it does. It does nothing to advance the argument whatsoever. It offers no conclusive proof. This is why the guy doesn't believe in science, because he doesn't fucking understand how science works. (laughs) You know, and I just I have to say this because it's so aggravating that. I'm not going to say that people like this exist because I am all for rednecks. Launching things, launching themselves, <laughs> like I said, snowmobiles, whatever. Like I love it. I get involved as well. It's super fun, but not for such a ridiculous cause as flat Earth. And I know that that's like you know I'm I'm getting trolled by the by the flat Earthers because it riles me up. But god damn.
0: Well, and um, what I so one of his quotes, which I particularly like, is I know about aerodynamics and fluid dynamics and how things move through the area. About certain size of rocket nozzles and thrust, but that's not science. That's just a formula. Well, no, I think you'll find what you've just described there is science. The it's way a fluid moves yeah. is science. Aerodynamics. It's a science. Yeah, how things move. I think you'll find a guy called Newton. Yeah, uh, came up with these laws of motion a few years back, which kind of sort of put a name to. Yeah, I don't. You know, I get if people go, "Well, I don't." You know, you can call it whatever you want. Don't call it science. Maybe well, it's just stuff. Stuff happens. Yeah, well, yeah, in a very predictable
1: yeah. way because it's been tested and yeah. remains but, true. Yeah,
0: but give it. An, you know, if you don't believe it's fine. Don't call it science. Give it another name. But yeah. you know,
1: it's just ridiculous. I mean, part of me hopes that he is just doing it as, as a as a publicity stunt, and that there's people that aren't that. I don't know, for lack of a better word, stupid, but that's also just a, a pretty sad state of affairs when this is like, when like running for office, like if he is going to run for governor or whatever, is all just based on publicity stunts and the rest of it. I mean, uh, maybe, wow. maybe they, maybe, you know, a, 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 a well-placed missile in certain places would uh, reset the balance of what's going on in the world. <laughs> Well, he
0: he has he has covered all bases, uh, just in case. He has left out enough food for his four cats in case something goes wrong. Thank God. How much food has he left out? Because (laughs) if if he's going to crash land from eighteen hundred feet in a rocket, chances are, well, I'll leave I'll leave the food on a timer for a couple of days, and you know,
1: someone will come by.
0: Yeah, Furball and
1: Kitty will be okay.
0: Yeah, mm.
1: those two will eat the smallest one, and that'll give them, you know, another couple days, and then uh, they'll yes. fight it out and eat each other, and that'll give the, the surviving cat another couple days. But
0: like survival of the fittest is exactly yeah. yeah,
1: which is exactly yes what this guy's and I and it, and I I want to watch like I want to watch his live stream, but I like in no way want to fund any flat Earth you know website or whatever. So I'm just gonna wait till the inevitable tragedy happens or it just <laughs> doesn't, you know. He well, just never say, launches. Uh, and then could. I'll just watch the news and find it on the dark web or something, you know. <laughs> well, I was going to say, if you could, uh, if you don't, I'm exactly the same as you. I kind of want to watch
0: it, but I don't want to, you know, fund the fund crazy. Um, but maybe if you and I in the next couple of days could work on hacking the encryption around blockchain and then we could hack in some Bitcoin. yeah. Pay for the pay-per-view in fraudulent Bitcoin that we've hacked into. (laughs) And then we're both using, you know, kind of crypto science and a little bit fraud, obviously, technically. (laughs) A whole Um, lot of fraud. um, But, you know, then we get to watch without technically paying. What do you reckon? Is that something
1: we could work on the next couple of days? Yeah, they would still get money though. But yes, we could work on that. I'm sure you and I, you know, if we just actually put our brains to it, we could hack the whole yeah, Bitcoin maybe, thing. We'd maybe be,
0: in the meantime, if we had a few brain blobs working on it as well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. maybe it's beyond just the two of us, but we could get in some That's reinforcements. True. We need our army of, of
1: brain blob brain blobs. If Blaine you don't blob. get it if you don't get it, listen to the last episode. Yeah. Uh but if okay, we'll we'll move on from Mad Mike because science The real science has actually hacked something else. Evolution. Okay. We have... Scientists have built an evolutionary machine. An evolution machine. So... uh, Darwin would be... His mind would be blown right now. So...
0: And I I purposely, when we were running through the stories, I didn't want to ask you too many things about this, because I just... When you said evolution machine, I was like, brilliant. And then actually, as I was writing it down what I actually wrote down was time machine. That's what my brain did. <laughs> so this is what the media can do for you. So can we just clarify, Flash, is this evolution machine actually a time machine? Because that's what I'm pinning my hopes on right now.
1: Uh, well, you're going to be a little disappointed, oh. so I'm going to recommend a book for you. <laughs> uh, you, could you could have at least nodded. You could have at least nodded way you said
0: that. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I don't want to. I don't want to increase my uh, likability or approachability. It's a good thing that we're separated by this much distance, you know, already. So, well, about six inches based on your hands there, but in, in reality, <laughs> this is about eight hundred miles. But yeah, uh, no. So, an evolution machine. Okay. Um, basically, they found a way to program evolution uh, in. Bacteria cells and the viruses that infect them. So evolution is a, you know, a a really slow process, as we know. And it, uh, in this system of of bacteria and the viruses that infect them, they're each trying to fight off each other. uh, And in doing so, they create, you know, different proteins and molecules, uh, for that competition that they're in. Uh, and basically what they've done is they've taken this system, this bacteria and bacterial virus, um, which is called a phage. Uh, they've taken this bacteria and phage system and they can now program it and basically run it like a computer. So just like a computer will run through different algorithms and logic sort of situations in order to come up with a solution. Uh, that's what you can do with a bunch of bacteria. And the phages that infect them. So, uh, how it works in detail is: you need a bunch of bacteria uh, in a little chamber or whatever um, that you can you can alter their conditions in a little bit of in in slightly different ways. So, say for example, the growth conditions in which they grow in, so the medium in which they grow in. Uh, so you have a bunch of different selections right like or a gradient of differences amongst these bacteria and then you infect them with the the phage and you kind of just repeat this over and over and over until the phage finds a way to infect the the bacteria that was uninfectable or optimize the infection or anything like this or the bacteria finds a way to fight back against the phage and in doing so both of these entities are creating molecules and proteins that are helping them win this battle Um, and it's these molecules and proteins and things that the researchers are after so these would be very useful in designing drugs or like antibody therapies and if you work in drug development which one of us may or may not or has some experience in it uh, you might know that coming up with new Targets or drugs or molecules that a drug might be based on is a really Intensive process can take a long time and it's just one part of a very long train chain of things that have to happen before a drug can get to uh, market so To kind of drive it home and give you a a better example of how this uh, Computer inside a cell they're actually calling it computation within a cell um, works Is let's say, for example, you have a bacteria that's resistant to a drug. Right. And the way that it's resistant to the drug is that when the drug gets into the bacterial cell, the bacteria have a pump or a mechanism to pump it out uh, that just ejects the drug out of the cell. So the bacteria, the drug can never remain in the bacteria long enough to kill it. It can just flush it out. So you set the, the, the DNA phage, the bacterial virus, on this and it will... You can then drive the the virus to find uh some sort of a mechanism to block that pump. So over gener- you know, generations and generations of selection, and these phage viruses are some of the fastest evolving forms of life on the planet, and bacterial generations are very quick as well. You can grow generation and generation in a couple of weeks. They will continually try and find a solution to this this bacterial pump. And they might come up with some sort of a protein or a molecule that when the virus gets in there blocks the pump and therefore allows the virus to remain inside and the drug to to kill it. So it's like you're just setting up these scenarios in which you're guiding evolution towards a desired result or sometimes in a a desired direction. And then the molecules that are produced, you're just like, oh, hey, well, that could be useful. You know, so it's really programmable in that way. Um, and the chambers that they're doing this in too, they, they, they use 3d printers to make these little chambers and to make this whole system. So it's like really a, like any lab can basically get the instructions on how to do this and just start doing their own experiments with it as well. So it's, it could, you know, right now they're at a small scale. Um, it takes them about two to three weeks to run an experiment and come up with a useful molecule that can then be further tested. Um, it could be, yeah, it could totally revolutionize the way that we discover new molecules for treatments or all sorts of other things. And like I said, because it's 3D printed and stuff, they're basically you can download the instructions right. and any lab can get started and can get going right away. So there you go, an evolution
0: machine. See, okay, so that, okay, so it's not a time machine. So I'm, I'm trying to get over the disappointment of that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay. And yeah, in terms of speeding up drug development, especially for, you know, the thing that hasn't been... I think we touched on it maybe in an early episode a long time ago, but antibiotics, there are just no new antibiotics coming through yeah. because they're just so expensive to to fund and research and discover and develop, um, which obviously it sounds like this potentially could be a way of doing some of that screening, high-throughput screening up front. So is there is there a way that the bacteriophage or the phage system will then if you have an existing drug can it help modify what i guess it's not so i guess it's modifying the bacteria to look for the targets
1: yeah so this was kind of the tricky thing like and and i would need to to really delve into the details to 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 give you a better answer than sort of what i the best example that was that i have is that one i said where you you know you have the pump and then it finds a way to block that right like that you can grasp that makes sense but when they when i'm reading about this they do talk about it's like as as you're driving both the bacteria and the phage to create useful variants and useful molecules so yeah i had trouble with this too of like trying to visualize exactly what like what it, what it would do, like how it, how you would, what kind of molecules you would get and what the setup conditions would need to be in order to do this. Um, so I'll have to like dig into it a bit more and what I find I will post on, you know, Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. But um, it makes sense. I think that the, the, the underlying technology that, you know, we can focus on and that our listeners can take away from this is that it's your you're setting up these competitions between these right. two antagonists, right? Between these two competitors, which is what evolution is—you yeah. know, it's a competition. Who's going to survive? You know, adaptability and all this stuff. So you're just, you're just, you're, instead of just letting it go laissez fair, you're kind of putting borders on it, right? So that you can somehow shape the direction that the evolution mm-hmm. is going to go in towards an end game. So if you can set up um, a scenario in which like, you you know, the bacteria have a certain property or the virus has a certain property and, and they can genetically manipulate both bacteria and virus. Like they're both very easy for scientists at this level to, to manipulate. So you can really change a lot of the, the starting conditions and then just sort of set it, like, you know, set the dominoes in motion and see what comes out at the end or even, you know, really focus what you're trying to get oh, yeah. out of it. Well,
0: I, I, yeah, and I guess, so I know that there are some out some in, in research, and I think there's even some on the market of phages actually used therapeutically. So you have a bacterial infection, you actually, rather than give an antibiotic, you give the phage, which basically infects the bacteria and kills it. Mm. So there's already that use. So I guess that's there. I guess the other use is, is there a way of, maybe you then don't need to develop a new antibiotic because you've got this antibiotic that would work if it stayed in the in the organism long enough. So you give the antibiotic, but at the same time you give the bacteriophage. So bacteriophage is competing against bacteria. Right, we've shut the pump down. Yeah. Now that drug's in there. Bang. So is there a combined... So is it a way of actually... Maybe you don't need to develop a new penicillin-type drug because you...
1: Yeah, you could make them... You, yeah, you could combat the the actual mechanisms uh, that resistant. the bacteria use yeah, to, to become resistant. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and you wouldn't even need to... You know, infect with the bacteriophage as well, because you would just isolate the gene that's producing the molecule that works and just make that molecule. Yeah. You know, so it's both of these competitors in this scenario will, will be producing biologically active molecules for a specific purpose that you've sort of, you know, set the parameters for. And then there you go. You can just kind of harvest that. And that's actually a big, big push in drug development and pharmaceuticals and stuff is looking for what they call these like bio. Can't remember the specific name for it, but it's like rather than a synthetic molecule that's based on a biological source. Right. So rather than copying something out of nature, you're actually using those molecules. And this is because we can we can manipulate DNA and then we can actually purify better now. So you can put certain genes into strains of yeast and different bacteria and stuff. Um, and so then they'll just mass produce that molecule that you, that you want. Yeah. And then you can harvest it out. So a lot of drug development is going this way where it's like, we're not trying to recreate the natural biology in the lab with synthetic you know chemistry and stuff. It's like, no, we're going right to the source. And getting the biologically active molecules, getting them and putting them into drug form. And this is just another way to, well, this is a way to discover what molecules work by running them through this, you know, this programmable competition. Yeah. And then from there, then you can do all the other trials and everything else that you need to do. So I thought that was pretty, pretty flippant amazing, actually. eh? Wow. and. And on the whole, Flash, science is pretty flipping amazing. Yeah,
0: apart from some people that obviously don't believe in science, but you know, that's why that's yeah. why I love
1: science, because I think it is fairly amazing. But. So there you go. Evolution machine. And like I said, I'll I'll do some more digging around and and see if I can find a bit more information and, and put it up on our Twitter or whatever. But, yeah, no, that would be that would be good. So
0: if we go from evolution, obviously, you know, as a human race. We've evolved from from the apes. We've become become uh, Homo sapiens, and we, we walk the earth. What's next in the human evolution? Well, of course, it's you know to create something in our own form: artificial intelligence,
1: like a beautiful butterfly. Well, it could emerging. It could
0: be a beautiful butterfly, but inside that beautiful butterfly, there could be a gun that's about to kill you. Um. So the article, Naturally. Yeah, obviously. Uh. So the article that I. Uh, I saw earlier, which um, sort of grabbed my attention, was that the world world is threatened by Chinese artificial intelligence. Whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. Chinese artificial intelligence. Now, I thought we were threatened by North Korean rockets. Well,
0: it seems that maybe the Far East is a dangerous place. Now, I I have a bit of an issue
1: with... (laughs) Not to not to generalize. Here well, and, and that's cast well, and actually, that's <laughs>
0: that's that was the thing that got me a little bit riled with when I saw this article because it's like all nations are developing artificial intelligence, and actually, yeah. the yeah, yeah, the gist behind this article is basically um, they're saying that the economic and military balance of world power could be altered because China is basically plowing money into this um, more okay. so than any other country
1: as as only they can. With well, their- yeah. The economic um, and government system. So yeah.
0: actually, this article was um, spawned out of a um, U.S. think tank called CNAS, uh the Center for New American Security, who are basically saying at the moment
1: America. I bet they're a bunch of lovely dudes. I eh? bet they are.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. the new American part. I like what the what. Yeah. So the Center for <laughs> Old American Security is out of date now. I. Um, yeah. But so basically, yeah, as you said, I, I had a generalization saying about the Far East being dangerous. But basically, in this article, basically this think tank has said, well, at the moment, America lead the way in artificial intelligence, uh, but now China's going to catch up, and they're not, they're not as moral and as ethical as us. It's like, mm, have That's you gross. seen who the leader of the free world is recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so the other just this article is basically artificial intelligence wonderful thing you know it's got so many uses but what they hone in on here is the military use of artificial intelligence Mm so i'm sure most people out there have you know seen the terminator films with skynet and when that gets turned on and you know
1: machines well and that's basically what every artificial intelligence article in the in the media references yeah
0: Yeah. uh and why not because obviously it's a cool and great set of films and it you know You can see how... The first two are great. Yeah, that's true. The first two are great. Yeah, the first two are great. You're right. So, uh, CNAS have basically said, this American think tank, that uh, China are catching up they're pumping millions in. In July, they announced uh, a national plan. China announced a national plan for artificial intelligence calling on the country to catch up with the US. Um, Which at the time, some people said was saber-rattling, but it now seems that actually... Uh, even in the short mental. space of time since July China have made a massive headway um, so what they're thinking potentially we're on the verge of is um, what they're calling singularity on the battlefield uh, and what that means is basically where humans can no longer keep pace with the decision making speed of the machines on the battlefield yikes yeah. uh, so at the moment uh, US policy, Pentagon policy calls for a human role in all offensive actions carried out by machines. So drones and things like that. There has to be a human right. behind it covering it. Yeah. Um and that's, you know, but that is just that's that's policy. That's you know, there's not a law for yeah. that. It's just policy. So the UN is actually currently considering whether to ban autonomous weapons already. And I think we I know you and I've discussed it. I'm not sure whether we discussed it on air a few weeks back with um like Elon Musk and you know, I know Bill Gates, especially mm-hmm. said, you know, we need to take action now because we're going to get once we get so far down the road, you're not going to be able to stop it. You need to stop it. Yeah. Um. Now. Um.
1: Yeah. You need to think before we just yeah. let this technology run away. Run yeah, yeah. Eventually,
0: you know, eventually it run away with itself. Uh, so what what this think tank is saying is we're you know the U.S. is more ethical uh, than China. Yeah. So if we don't if we don't stop it now. Then you know we're gonna run away with it, um, and they basically said that within five years, China will have overtaken the Western world, uh, specifically the US on this. Um, the there's a lot of students in China that are moving into this field of research. Now, not just yeah. for weapons, but AI in in general. Um, but anything
1: you anything you do is gonna you know, yeah you can just easily shift it over to a military application. But yeah
0: yeah. Um, but then there's also a um, the article that I was reading basically saying there's a an unreleased uh, Pentagon document that has been seen by uh, a couple of news agencies. It's basically warned that there are Chinese firms um, skirting around U.S. oversight and gaining access to some of the U.S. technology, um, <clears throat> and then weaponizing that already. Hmm. Um, so yeah to me when i when I first saw it, it was like, oh and I started reading it, and then like, when i I think that you read the article it's like oh you know yeah okay, I could, you know as I pointed out a few glaring pieces for me of well, is the u s really more ethical than the rest of the world um yeah, it wasn't until actually i I sort of jotted this down and then i I went to go make a cup of tea uh which you can find some fantastic instructions for in the uh telling the last episode and as as I was sat there I was, then it started to hit me of actually, this is fairly technical now fairly terrifying. At what point does our ability to control this switch off? You know, within five years, are we going to have a Skynet situation where it's so out of control we pull the plug and its only action is to take action against us?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's it's a tough it's a tough (coughs) one to kind of wade into because it's so easy to Run to the sensational scenarios, yeah. right? Especially when you hear that there's basically an arms race going on to weaponize yeah. AI that, or that to makes me, you know. use it on the ba- on the battlefield. However, so this past year, I read a really great book about this whole subject called Superintelligence. Um, I can't remember the author right now, but he's from a uh, inter like a big university. Sort of group that's like the Center for Existential Risks or something. Um, there's a really interesting group and, uh, s- s- Center for, yeah, I can't remember. Existential Risk, something like this. The book is called Superintelligence. It's a tough read. Like, it's pretty technical, but it lays out so many. It basically, what I got from reading it was that there's so many factors that go into what the outcome is going to be, right? right? That it's on one hand it's uh, comforting in that it's like okay well it doesn't have to be bad and if there's so many factors you know and, and and outcomes will it necessarily bad necessarily be bad and the answer is well you know it could or couldn't be so it's kind of comforting that way it's also you know not comforting in the way that like you pointed out and like Elon Musk and these other people are saying is that it's like no 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 this when you start on a path. You could be creating a chain of events that leads to something that you didn't yeah. want. You know, I tend to be less, and the tone of the book was very much is like, we need to be thinking about this. Like it's not that we shouldn't be doing it. And it's not that it's not good technology. It's just, you have to be thinking of so many what ifs yeah. and scenarios and that, that it's Mm-mm. like, you almost need a super intelligence just to deal with all of those. So. You know, where are we? Where are we with this? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I like the research, I think we should be doing it. I think the, the good the potential good uh, is worth it. So the things when you're looking at it on uh, uh, this weaponizing it on a battlefield, and like you mentioned, you'll know, being able to make decisions quicker than a human could on the battlefield. Well, you have to look at is that a bad thing? In terms of what is the motivation of the AI? What is the AI programmed to do? If the AI is programmed to disable enemy units, okay, that's not shouldn't lead to an existential thing. If the input command is something as simple though, or as sloppy as kill humans, you know, then you could see how that could you could see 10, how that could get. Kill out humans of control.
0: twenty. Re- repeat ten. Yeah. Then. Yeah.
1: Exactly. You know, like so that like this is the type of things that you have to that. I'm, I'm hoping that people are thinking about and but in an arms race situation this is where it could get out of out of hand and this is exactly another you know just another chapter of this really great book on that is about this is about the conditions behind the research is it a race if it's a race then it's more likely that someone's going to be pushing for advances that they don't really know what the consequences are you know so there's all that kind of issue that goes into it and i mean i think that this story that you bring up just highlights all of all of these factors yeah like, what are the opening conditions of of the ai what is its motivation uh what is what is its what is its capability is it just really good at doing algorithms or is it learning from those algorithms what are these what are the motivations behind the humans creating the ai and finally before i finish my rant here i'll say that The important thing, too, is getting ahead of these kind of weapon systems in terms of making agreed upon policy and rules. Like you said, the U.S. has a policy right now that could change. They could change that at any time they want. We don't know what China's policy is. But having a body like the U.N. enacting some kind of rules is probably the best thing that we could be doing. I mean, people skirt U.N. rules all the time. But to have some kind of agreed upon framework is what needs to be happening. If you listen to the Dan, any of the Dan Carlin podcasts, his Common Sense podcast, he talks about this a lot. Where it's like, you know, the U.S. is using drones right now. The rules that they set up, that they operate their drones by, will be the rules that other countries use when they inevitably get drones. So if you come be the first to come up with artificial intelligence or whatever weapon system it is, make, how you yeah. choose to use it will, yeah. But when people decide to use it against you. They will use it in the same way, you know. Like so, yeah. So don't be so quick to be the well. We're the only ones with this, and we, you know, these. It's great and great and great. That's why it's like having these kind of conversations on the, at a UN level or some kind of treaty or agreement on what the fuck we're gonna do with this is so important. Yeah. When they they obviously so from
0: an artificial intelligence point of view, obviously there's parts of this. So I'm a big Formula One fan, as you you know. So quite often when there's a Formula One Race Arm, back in the factory or back in the head office of the, the team that racing, they have a team of strategists running simulations, right? Well, what if we stop and did our pit stop now? What if we change yeah. this tire? And running all the simulations to see what the best strategy is for that, that race. Now, you'd have to believe that similarly, if they're using that technology for a car race, that type of technology must already be in place for, well, that's war game scenario. How does this... How yeah, does it Of course, yeah. So then to your point, yeah, what's the limitation of the AI if, you know, in theory, hopefully nobody's ever at war because, you know, we're all in peace and love and we don't go to war with anyone. That's obviously the best scenario. Obviously, if you find yourself in a war situation, are you running that simulation to say, well, actually, what I need to do to end this war as quickly as possible to minimise the loss of human life is to destroy strategic targets x y and z you know whatever that mm-hmm. that is now as the eye you know the hour says yep yeah, to win this war with minimal human loss of life or injury this is what you need to do then brilliant in a warfare situation brilliant but then conversely from the AI point of view well the quickest way to end this war is just to totally annihilate that side of the human race so yeah, what is
1: the limitation yeah, yeah. yeah but then again it's like If, if the AI is designed purely to spit out answers to scenarios that you put in, fine. Who cares? I mean, maybe you wouldn't, maybe you wouldn't classify that as artificial intelligence. You know, like, what is your definition? Like, does it have to be learning? Does it have to be sort of, you know, all this kind of shit, right? But like, that's the thing. Like, if it's just like a, you know, those, well, well, Show our age here, but you know, those old, like you put the quarter in the, in the machine and it's the genie guy and he reads your fortune, you know, like the we, we, fortune telling machine. Are
0: we recounting the film big no
1: Yeah, yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah, yeah, basically. But, you know, and this is an example again that's used in the super intelligence book. It's like, if you design it in this way where it's just, it just spits out answers, then while well, that's l- less harmful yeah. in terms of, you know, running amok or, or whatever. However, it still has giant implications if you're willing to take what the fortune telling machine gives you as the absolute truth. You know, so it's like, well, this is what we must do. You know, there's still a human mind behind making the decision and pushing the button, we'll say. But if you've put so much faith and confidence and everything into this machine and it's spitting out really cold, hard, you know, truths i guess is that what you want yeah i don't know it's tricky because yeah personally i just can't see how anyone would deal with that scenario of having to make those kind of (laughs) decisions so maybe you do want to offload it to a robot because how could you make the decision to drop the bomb you know but people do all the time so yeah people like Kim Jong, whatever his name is, and I can't remember which one it is. So, Kim, and Kim Jong-il, you
0: know, Kim Jong Il, yeah.
1: yeah, he's made, obviously making the decision, and we potentially have, you know, Donald. Well, I can't remember his name either.
0: Oh. Rhymes with duck. No, that's Donald Duck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So yeah, Fascinating. Do, well, good doom and gloom story just at the end there, just to. To get everyone happy, so should I round up? We, we've actually been, been trying to keep notes as we've gone through, but we've actually covered quite a lot of ground. Should I sum up where we've been on our uh, journey today, Flash?
1: Sure, I will chime in when I think you've made an error.
0: So, you're going to chime in straight away, then is that what you're saying? Um, we'll
1: see. So, uh, what we've learned is
0: uh, nodding uh, while reading a self help book could definitely change your life, and um, probably for the better. Unless <laughs> um, of could be unless yeah. of course well and, and potentially you don't even have to read that book we're gonna we're gonna do some research on that maybe you don't even have to read the book you just have to own the book and your life will yeah. be better in which case I'm gonna go out and buy a copy now um, yeah. so we've learned that we also learned that what goes up must come down um, but that's according <laughs> to science so Mad yeah. Mike might be okay you know the laws of gravity might not apply to him because that is science
1: after all. And what goes up may or may not come down onto a flat or not flat. Yeah, I love that. You know what would be great though? Let's just if 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 by some weird, you know, fluke of fate or whatever you want to call it, is that somehow That's
0: what I wanna call it. Yeah,
1: not gravity. But like as he comes like let's say he comes skidding down at an angle. I cannot think of how this scenario would work, but it would just be so sweet. But somehow the curvature of the earth actually saved his life. <laughs> like they could rework the physics and be like, it oh, dude, because, you know, yeah. yeah, or something like this, you know, like, and then he has like this epiphany and has to be like, uh, yeah, I mean, knowing people like this, it, there would be no epiphany and he would just be like, stick to his guns in the face oh, of obviously. all contrary yeah, evidence. Obviously. but." Yeah. it would be sweet if somehow the curve of the earth saved his life you
0: know yeah, well, what what I, I was thinking as we go, well in particular I don't believe in science but just in case I have attached two parachutes to my rocket to help me land because of the yeah. effects of gravity and what that may do to me but anyway yeah good luck mad Mike that's what I want to yeah. say because you know we won't be watching you we'll directly s- but we'll be yeah. we'll be you know finding out yeah. we'll be Finally, a way we'll to. We'll be waiting the for the somewhere. footage of the fiery, yeah, yeah fiery wreckage. Yeah. Um, and thirdly, and finally, uh, yeah, hope we have to, as a world, as a nation, as a global citizen, as as people, we we have to hope that we have ethics in warfare. Uh, and in the current state of the world, that's a pretty big ask, right now, I think. So
1: you know what I think generally the world is still good most people are still good so we'll keep let's try and keep our chins up and have an optimistic view of it all and you know what in trying times it does bring people together so hopefully we can all come together and rise up and you know maybe meet some of these challenges that are currently uh, being thrust upon us Indeed. and well and I would say oh.
0: also a you know a good way to survive any you know potentially world-changing effects is to huddle around some sort of internet capable device and get together with some friends and listen to one of our podcasts and maybe you know
1: hey we're gonna we're gonna bring we're gonna bring the optimism you know we we always you know dip into the uh the what if scenarios that can look a little bad but i think we always come out on the other end being like you know not not all is lost well we talk about more more good than than bad and there's more good than bad in the world so and of course, listening to our sultry voices over the uh, over your speakers coming out of your speakers has got to be good for well,
0: you. Well, and I, I'm not saying that you and I can take all the credit. Flash, but you know, we we broke the news of this North Korean missile test to our listeners, you know, to, yeah. tonight on on our podcast. And unfortunately, we're not lives. So. Well, um <laughs> but also nobody's died, so you and I right. have saved lives. That's we're still here. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I'm not expecting. A medal you know maybe a knighthood something like that um would be great um but you and i have saved lives that's the way i'm interpreting tonight's show so that's the way i like to be positive i'd I'd accept
1: i would uh i would accept a bottle of bourbon a case of ale Maybe, maybe just rate and review the show on, on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever you find your app. You know, I would accept that too. We got to start somewhere, That's right?
0: That's true. That's true. That, yeah, there's a couple of reviews out there. So, uh, keep them coming, people. That would be, uh, that'd be good as well. Uh, as always, if you want to get in touch with the show, many ways you can, you can do that. Uh, if you know Flash and I personally, you can yell at us or email us. <laughs> Otherwise, you can, uh, use Instagram. Uh, we're at Too Brad for You. You can tweet us at 2 brad for You, you can tweet me directly, um, at Bradley w. Hayes. Obviously, you can DM me some of those nice pictures as well that we talked about at the start of the show. Flash, if people want to hook up with you in some media-type fashion, how would they do it?
1: Uh, at BVanPared on Twitter and Instagram.
0: See, we're, we're with the Times people, not, not just on a one-horse pony anymore. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, Flash, as always, it's been a pleasure. You too, my friend. Uh, it has good journey, good journey. Uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been fun. I, I, we're we're on a roll. We, we had a little bit of a hiatus uh, as we mentioned in the last one, but we we're uh, we're back and firing on all sunders, I think. So uh.
1: it's amazing what we can do when we're not uh, traveling for work or. Getting, know, married getting married or... and you know all the all the rest of it so as the year winds down we'll uh yeah we'll try and crank out a few more and and get our our year prediction show well, yeah. we should probably do that again yeah eh? it'll
0: be uh, very much time for that in just a few weeks so uh, yeah we'll have to go back and recap over what we predicted uh, almost this time last year and, uh, oh
1: that means we're going to go have to go back and actually listen to that episode
0: uh, well not me, this is all your department you're the production team really behind this <laughs> I'm just the talent <laughs> as we all know so uh, I'll let you do the research on that one um, <laughs> and then we'll, we'll see how we go but uh, yeah Flash, it's been a pleasure until, until next time my friend
1: sounds good man uh, thank you listeners, we appreciate it and we'll see you next time see you soon
0: We'll have that as a closing note.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're a bunch of pigs over here on this show.
0: I can't tell if it's the German in you coming out or the Canadian in you. So,
1: well, that's all Canadian, baby. <laughs> I've got a bourbon going on tonight. So,
0: ooh, look at you going up! In it. I thought times were tight. You turned to the hard liquor.
1: Yeah, it was a gift. <laughs> Yeah, right. Um Yeah, I don't know. What did you. You had Flat Earth. Guy I have. The Flat Earth
0: Guy and Artificial Intelligence on the Battlefield.
1: I don't know. Um, it seems like. I mean, this self help book I have and. um.
0: And nodding go together quite yeah,
1: well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost too well.
0: Well, no, I like that because I think you could, I, I well, I see definite links between evolution in Mad Mike, and obviously evolution AI, yeah, um, and the nodding self-help. So you could, in no particular order, you, you, if you had nodding and self-help help book together, mm-hmm. and then you could maybe go into some guy helping himself to test the world of science, old Mad Mike Hughes. Uh, and then you could talk about maybe if he was to die, then that would be evolution.
1: <laughs>
0: Ticking him out. And then, yeah, and then you got the AI piece, wherever you want to put that in. How about that? Mm, 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 mm,
1: mm. Okay, so you cut out a little bit there, but let's just say uh, what I heard was, uh, start with Mad Mike then go evolution machine <laughs> then go so what
0: you do you cut out
1: there so what i heard is totally
0: different <laughs> to uh, what you just said brad All i think we should do is this well fuck you Matt. that's basically what you just said oh well, you cut out there so basically what we're gonna do is this i was just like get i like, think i've never used that technique to my boss on a phone call before oh. so, sorry boss you You break you want me to do a ten page sorry, no, you're breaking up. Yeah, I've done a half page
1: summary for you. Yeah, that was fine. (laughs) I was just like you know, waiting for you to like nod or like give me a sign as to whether I was heading in the right direction.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what I said was